Yivamos, Per Gimel, Mishnah Test, 3.9. This Mishnah has two parts, really not connected. The first part wants to address the question of what happens if a woman falls to Yivam, so to speak, coming from two different marriages. It's like a double. She falls from two brothers to the third brother. Two brothers who die to a third brother. What's the din? So that's a strange case, and let me just speak out the Mishnah, first of all, so you can see where it's going, and then we'll explain the rationale here. The Mishnah says, Shlosha Achen Nesuen Shalosh Nachrios. You have three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, and they're married to three women who are not related one to the other. We'll just call them, you know, one, two, and three. So Reuven marries one, Shimon marries girl number two, Levi marries woman number three. Fine. Now, Umeis Achad Mehen. Now, if one of the brothers dies, so it means Reuven dies, for example, leaving Miss One now to do Yibum. Mimer. Now, let's say that Shimon takes her, um, but he doesn't actually marry her with through Yibum. He only does the preliminary Mimer act. So he gives her the ring and says, next week we'll do Yibum proper. Now, Vemes, if Shimon then dies prior to doing Yibum, so that means on a rabbinic level, remember we've been treating Mimer the whole time rabbinically as like a, a quasi-marriage, like a partial Kenyan, a partial connection. That being the case now, Shimon, so to speak, has sort of has two wives, right? He has his real bona fide Arisa wife, Miss Two, and he also has this quasi-wife who he did Mimer with, Miss One. And if Shimon then dies, so now he's going to leave these two women, both one and two, to Yibam with Levi. But now on a Doraisa level, since Miss One had originally been married to that first brother, Reuven, and she didn't resolve that Zika, so when she falls to Levi, like really on a Darais level, she's falling as Reuven's widow, and on a Durabun level, she's falling as Shimon's widow, if you will, to Levi. So this is a case where you have this woman, Miss One, who's like falling to Levi for even from, from two different brothers. Now, of course, one is a Darais and one's added from a Durabunan. But in any case, the rabbis say, nothing doing. It doesn't look right, doesn't look good. Um, so therefore, we're going to now have neither woman not one, who's Midoraisa Reuven's widow, nor woman two, who Midoraisa is Shimon's widow, do Yibum, because Miss One is falling from both directions, and that could lead to misunderstandings, and therefore, you do Chalitza um, with both of them. And not doing not doing even with either one. Again, Madurais and Yechalitza to both because one is connected as a widow of Reuven and two is a widow of Shimon. So they both need Chalitza. One won't do. Why is that? So the Pasik, the Mishnah brings a Pasik, it says Shinamar, as the Pasik says, and this is a quote, it says um, the Pasik talking about in, in Devarim Chafei Pasik Hey that talks about Yibum, it says Umeis Achad Mehem, if one of the Brothers died. They were Yashvu They were living together in life. Then Yavama Yavoaleha. So then, the living brother will marry the widow. So you see here that it says Umeis Achad Mehem that there's one of them. So if it says one of them, we say that it's coming from one. Sheishaleh Zikas Yabam Echad says the Mishnah where there's a, a Zika, a connection of Yibum from one brother. Velo Shaleh Zikas so as opposed to having a zika from two brothers. And in such a scenario, you don't do even at all. Now, of course, since the whole notion of mimer is durabanan, says the Tana's understanding here, this whole thing of two directions coming from two brothers is rabbinic, and therefore the Pasuk isn't really a Pasuk that's telling this, it's just a Pasuk being used as, as an asmachta, as a scriptural support for this rabbinic enactment. Be as it may, 
Tanakama holds that basic rule is if she's falling from quote unquote two brothers because of this mimer situation, then there's two chalitzas and no yibum to avoid any confusion. Now, Rabbi Shimon is going to disagree. Rabbi Shimon understands that mimer um, is still a questionable. It's questionable how it works and what it does, but he holds it's not that it's just a rabbinic enactment and really derisa does nothing. He holds it's a suffolk, whether it is totally effective, like Kedushin, and it's a full-blown marriage, or if it's a farce and does nothing at all. So it's not that it's only rabbinic. Rabbinic, it's certainly, yes, binding, and Doraisa, it's certainly not binding. Rather, he says, Doraisa, it possibly is binding, or possibly, according to everyone, it's not binding at all. The nature of Mimer is just a question mark. A suffolk. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, you don't have a problem with coming from two brothers. And therefore, and I'll explain in a second why. And therefore, in the description I gave before, Levi, the third brother, could do Yibum with either woman number one or woman number two. Let me explain. Um, but before I do, the end of the sentence is, and the second woman must have Chalitza Davka, not Yibum. So what's happening here? So, again, the case was Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are brothers. Reuven married one. Shimon married two. Levi married three. Reuven dies, leaving one. And then Shimon does mime with her. So Shimon has a certain wife, number two, and he has a questionable wife, number one. Questionable because Rabbi Shimon holds that the nature of mimer leaves everything as a big question mark. That being the case, so there's two possibilities. Either mimer is legitimately binding Midoraisa, or it isn't anything at all. If it's legitimately binding Midoraisa, that means that Miss One is now totally Shimon's wife, just as Miss Two is. And therefore, Levi can and must do Yibum with one of them, or, or Chalitza, but the point is, he, he has a Zika to one of them for sure. Um, either one are equal footing, and therefore he can do with Yibum which, whichever one he wants. On the other possibility, um, Maimur does nothing, in which case, Miss One is Reuven's widow, no connection whatsoever to Shimon, and Miss Two is Shimon's widow, and they're not co-wives in any way. That being the case, again, Levi would have to do Yibum with not either or, but rather both of them, because it's a Zika from both of them. One because of Reuven, and two because of Shimon. That being the case, we see that for sure he can take either one first and do Yibum, because it's at least for Shimon, um, or maybe if it's this one is for, for Reuven, but the point is either one is for sure Chayv and Yibum. Since the possibility is that Mimer is binding, if it's they're both Shimon's wife and he and Reuven, and Levi did Yibum with one of them, the other one really is free to go. So therefore, Yibum would be forbidden as as Eishas uh, Ach, the usual. There's no miss of Yibum anymore, so he can't do Yibum with the second. But the first one, either first one he could, and therefore the second one just has to have chalitza, but not yibum. And that's what Rabbi Shimon says. Rabbi Shimon Omer, First, Levi can do yibum with either one or two, and then the other one has to have chalitza, davka. Okay, halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon. Halacha is like the Tanakhama. We treat mimer as just rabbinic in nature, and therefore this din will apply that if she falls, if a woman like this one falls to the brother Levi from so to speak, two husbands from Reuven and Shimon. Therefore, she becomes forbidden um, to do Yibum and has to do Chalitza, and then he'll do Chalitza with the second one as well, so nothing should be confusing. Um, 
Yes. Okay, the second part of the Mishnah here is um, is going back to something we discussed in, in previous Mishnahs, particularly Mishnah Zion of this parak. Um, there actually is really no Chiddush here, okay? And the Gemara itself says, what's going on over here? There's no Chiddush here. We've discussed a more complicated case than that already and established the principles previously, especially in Mishnah Zion. And the, the Gemara is going to answer, yeah, well, they had this Mishnah circling around and they didn't want to, you know, once they had it, you know, flowing, free-flowing in their mouths, they always would you know, say this Mishnah, they didn't want to get rid of it. As the Lushan is, the Gemara is, Mishnah Lozazimim Koma, the Mishnah didn't move from its place. So once they had this Mishnah, they were repeating before they wrote down the Mishnah. They were just repeating this as how they memorized the oral law. They had this co- included in the codification of Mishnah as well, even though it's not any Chiddush whatsoever. But what actually is the case here? It says, Shnei Achin. You have two brothers, again, Reuven and Shimon, Nesu and the Shtei Achayos, that are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Umeis Echad Mehen. And now Reuven dies. So we know Shimon, the surviving brother, cannot do Yibam with Rachel, the widow, because Rachel is sisters with Shimon's wife, Leah. So she's free to go. So now what happens if Va'achakach Mesa Ishto Shosheni? What happens if the second guy's wife now dies, meaning Shimon's wife, Leah, dies? So we have just two of the original four, only two are left. The one man, Shimon, and the one woman, Rachel. Can they now get married to Yibum? The answer is, no way. No way. Since she was forbidden at the time, Rachel was forbidden to Shimon at the time, when she first fell to him, so then, since she was, I said that badly, sorry. No, she's forbidden to him forever. Rachel's forbidden to Shimon forever. Since she was forbidden to him, um, even for a moment back in the time. So really, this is old news. The case of Mishazan was much more complicated um, for the Israel Lemis case, but notwithstanding, like I said before, um, this is the basic case, which was originally how the Mishnahs were taught way back when, before the Mishnah was codified and edited, whatever, collated by Rabbi Nasi. But it persists, so that's that's that.